Sugar Blossoms, it happened again. What happened again? Let me tell you. Last weekend, Andrew and I found the most incredible van life spot I think that we've had yet. We had the most beautiful view of a mountain range out the back doors. Really, probably should not have taken my little pro master up this sketchy, sketchy, bumpy road. The whole van was a mess when we got there because everything had fallen off and like was just craziness. But the views were absolutely worth it. When you opened up the back doors, it looked like a picture. It didn't look real. It looked magical. It was pristine and it was just mind-boggling to think that it was real life. And what do you do when you're in a position like that? What do you do when you have those gorgeous views? Obviously, sugar blossoms, you fuck. So we have the back doors open and we're just having a great time. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself and want it to last. So I go to town, I give him a really nice blowjob, you know. Don't let him come, obviously. So then I ride him for a little while and I'm like, you still can't come yet. I want you to fuck me from behind. So he gets behind me. I grab my vibrator and my God, just like the location, the fresh air coming into the van, the coolness. His cock felt so good in my vagina. My vibrator felt so good out of my clit and it was just amazing. As we were going, like getting super close to coming, we both were getting super close to coming. We probably would have came at like the exact same time. Out of the corner of my eye, a red Jeep drives right by the van. Did I paint this picture well enough for you guys? The van doors open, me on all fours, taking cock in my pussy from behind. I'm getting railed. I have a vibrator on my clit and this car drives by immediately immediately I lose my orgasm it's just gone fucking gone I bury my head into the fucking mattress mortified they are driving so slow I can see their fucking faces in the mirrors of their jeep that is how close we are Andrew on the other hand had no problem he still came no problem with this whatsoever he fucking (laughs) he came super hard still and I'm sitting there like not sure if I'm laughing or if I'm crying in the mattress waiting for these motherfuckers to be far enough away that uh I can lift my head up and not feel super judged I I think at one point I like looked up and I stared straight at the fucking jeep and I like waved a little bit and then (laughs) when they were gone uh I pulled out the vibrator again and made myself come because the moment of loss (laughs) for that particular orgasm was pretty bad and I was definitely not going to deal with that all fucking night oh my god so I think I think that we have still not learned our lesson. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I don't honestly care that much. It <laughs> It's funny to me. And so long as other people are not bothered by it, so long as they're not offended, I could honestly care less. I 
in the moments I always get really embarrassed and bothered and like oh my god they just saw this but when I look back on it I always think it's absolutely hilarious and I would do it again in a heartbeat um definitely a car driving by would not stop me from fucking in that location it was absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and yes all right you guys I hope you guys are super excited for this part two of my interview slash guest host slash chat with Brie she is amazing I love what she has to say in the second part of the chat that we had it's just it really really felt great for me to hear from her and it was reassuring and confidence boosting and all of those things so without further ado I hope you guys enjoy it (gasps) Ellie what oh my god you talked about sex I'm interested in what you're learning for your LSRC, right? About if if it covers anything to do with with sex work or if you have any exposure with sex work and that stuff. So it doesn't necessarily cover, like it wouldn't necessarily have like a module specifically on sex work. But what I will say within that is I believe that sex work is work. I am of the mindset that I'm very sex positive. I believe that if someone is choosing, now this is obviously has nothing to do with trafficking, anything like that. Yeah, obviously that's, to me, that's not okay. Doing anything against one's will is not okay. Um, but anybody who choose exactly thank you coercion but anybody who chooses to uh, chooses any line of work that would be considered sex work I am an advocate for it because I feel like we should have sovereignty over our bodies and what we do with them and how and there is a market and and we are sexual beings I call like Anybody who has sex, I say that you're a part of the sex majority unless your line of work is of a specific religious pursuit, then you are going to join the sex majority at one way, one, one way or another, whether that's to create little lives or whether that's to work or whether that's just to have pleasure, like whatever it is, it could be an accumulation of all of them. But I feel like to keep somebody or to t- say that somebody cannot to incorporate their body or their sexuality as a means to work or to pay bills or to have a livelihood or whatever that is, um, sexual freedom, even just in, in that, um, I think is really diminishing to to someone's own like personal freedom. I know that sounds like really deep, but I think it's true. So I'm super, I'm just a super advocate of it. Um, and I hate like one thing that I absolutely hate about people who do not feel like sex work is work, especially if it is obviously not coerced and it is a choice, is that they are somehow demeaning or belittled, even if you're a sex educator. Now, here's the funny thing about that is like sex- sexual education is like if you had like a little tier of like what's acceptable, right? It's like, that's at the top of the tier. Like, that's cool. Like you can teach about sex, but like if you were then like, if you are physically sexual doing something like that, or like if you're a stripper or or you're a dancer or you are, you work at a brothel or you are a sugar baby or you are like an escort or anybody like that, like for some reason, then you're looked down upon or you're seen as less than and you're seen as like, you're then like diminishing your self-worth. And to me that there's like nothing that boils my blood more than that. It's like, this person is choosing to this, this person is going, I, you don't have to like have self-doubt and you don't have to have, um, 
what is it? You don't have to have like a low self-esteem to want to use your body and showcase your body as a means to make money or as a means to like live, you know, like, I don't know. I just. Well, and also just, there's, there's demand for it and there's a huge demand for it. And right. the demand has always been there and it's not going yeah. away. And to ignore that side of it right. is, and, and still demean it, like demean the service is right horrendous and yeah like you're saying it makes my blood boil so much Mm -hmm. with with your lsrc and with your Mm -hmm. on sex work i've had a couple people ask me how to bring like a history of sex work into a new relationship whether or not they're Mm -hmm. continuing or it's in the past but that conversation can be really scary to have them with with somebody that you're interested in and many times because it's so frowned upon in society it can go negatively. So I'm wondering if you have right. any encouragement or any tips for when in a relationship to sense that that would be a good time to have that conversation or how to go about having that conversation. Okay. That's actually a really great question. So what I would say is this kind of goes into boundaries and self-acceptance. So I think as a person, we have these, like as people, we naturally have these boundaries that we kind of um, use to navigate our daily life, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. And a lot of the time they're unconscious or subconscious. Um, we make decisions based off of these boundaries, but when it comes to, I believe more of our sexual wellness, especially, and then obviously our interpersonal like dynamics, we have to be more forthright with our boundaries. We have to actually speak about them and we also have to uphold them for ourselves more adamantly. So I would say for anybody who is either in sex work or who has a history of sex work or who is even considering sex work, if that is a part of your fabric, or even if if you have made that a part of your fabric, I would say own that, accept that for yourself, know why you're doing it, and own that about yourself. Because when we love something about ourselves, we have no problem talking about it with people. We have no problem saying this is who I am and this is what I do and this is what I love. And so that would be for me first and foremost, is if that is a part of who you are, whether or not, again, you're in sex work, have have been in sex work or are um, wanting to pursue sex work, own that part about you because it makes it a lot easier to talk about that part of you. And then I would say, if you're bringing it into a new dynamic, I am of the mindset, I'm very much like... <laughs> like move fast, break shit, like for sure. And I am also somebody who is like, I'm going to tell you who I am up front because I don't want you to be confused later on. Like obviously people evolve and people grow and people have questions and people change. And I think all of that's beautiful. I'm also of the mindset, like change your mind until you're happy. And then once you're happy, if you, if you want more happy, allow yourself to be that as well. If you are coming into a new dynamic with this work, or this history, or with this dream, or whatever it is that you want to do, then, or this like passion, then be upfront with the person that you're in. I, I would actually say, don't, don't wait. That would actually be my, my tip is kind of get that sort of thing out there and be like, look, this is the person that I am. This is what I do. Um, and then I would say, honestly, like bringing it up with your partner is, or like new person, new flame, whatever it is, be forthcoming with it. Let them know that this is something that you do and give them the opportunity to say, this is actually not what I want to be a part of. 
because I think the most selfish thing to do is withhold information that can be detrimental to the dynamic because you're worried that they're not going to like you as much. And, and really, it's more protection. We don't offer certain things about ourselves because we want to protect ourselves. And it's that's natural. But when you involve somebody else into that, you just have to be conscious of their will, like their free will, and give them the option. I'm of the mindset where it's like, even when it comes to like cheating or in, like any sort of infidelity, um, or even like considering something outside of your dynamic, if you already are established, speak about it, get that information out there because you never really know where the other person is at because you're not them. Um, and you'd be surprised at how understanding people are if you give them the opportunity to have a conversation with you and you're honest and they can trust you. People, I would say, are inherently good. And if you respect somebody enough to say, this is who I am and I want to let you know this is a part of me and give you the opportunity to explore being together, knowing this, or the opportunity to go, you know what, I can't be in a partnership with somebody who does these things. At the end of the day, they will still respect you and they can't say anything bad about you. Um, and even if they do say anything bad about you, like, fuck them. But still, it's more like you keep your integrity. And that's really what it comes down to, because unfortunately, within the line of work, a lot of what is at stake is integrity. And until I think societally or socially, I don't even know what the right word is for that, we get to a point where people don't correlate a lack of self-worth or a lack of integrity with sex work we have to almost be more forthcoming with what we do so as not to blindside people. So as to like kind of show people that this is, this is okay. When you make some, when you hide something away, it's saying that it needs to be hidden. Mm -hmm. It's saying that it's not, there's, you're not confident enough, confident enough in it to be able to speak about it and think about anything in your life that you are happy with or excited about, or doesn't seem wrong I do wrong in like air quotes it's you feel okay to talk about it and I and I think people who are in um, the sexual wellness space or even sex work space being matter of fact about it is one of like the surefire ways to make sure that people are no longer weird about it are no longer like look at it like it's a dirty thing I love the episode um I've been following her actually since since I listened to your episode um sex is not a dirty word I think that's it's great. It's true. It's not. Um, and sex work is not dirty. And so I would say, yeah, be, be more forthcoming with it. Um, and then I guess maybe even just to lead into types of conversations, if you are somebody who has a hard time bringing up a, like a hard question or a hard topic, like face to face, I encourage people to maybe like write a letter and read the letter to their partner. I encourage people to kind of people to kind of set up like a really sexy scene. Um, some, I mean, our, our brains are our biggest erogenous zone. And if that can be stimulated, even if you were bringing up something that can be as touchy, you know, or uncomfortable for some people as sex work or sex in general, then finding a way to elicit arousal while having that conversation will already put the person that you're speaking to. And I think a more open space to be able to receive what you're saying. Um, I actually do a really great blog piece on communicating sexual desires and preferences towards partners or like current flames and like new flames, basically. Um, and it actually talks about this as well. It, it talks about basically like setting a scene, kind of like in Fifty Shades, as funny as that sounds, but it's true. It's setting a scene and being like, this is what I do. 
how do you feel about it? Like check yes, check no, or like check this is hot, this is not type of thing. Um, so we can see where we're at um, as far as compatibility goes. So, and I also think it's like the, the, the nature of the dynamic. If it's somebody that you're just going to be with for a night and you know that, okay, maybe don't divulge that information or maybe do whatever. Um, but if you see somebody that has more potential for long-term or at least for the foreseeable future, I would say don't shy away from something, a part of you that makes you happy because it's going to do one of two things. It's going to, you know, they're either going to want to be in your life regardless and accept you for who you are, which is beautiful and which is a, a goal for every dynamic or two, you know, it's going to open up space for somebody to come into your life who's going to be accepting of you. So mm-hmm. I love all of that yeah. so much. And I've seen that in my own life, like with even just this podcast, the more I'm just, I do this, it's awesome. You should check it out. And I'm open about like what it's about, the sugar stuff and everything. Like the more they're just like, oh, she's presenting it in a way that it's okay. So it must be okay. And it's never a weird, it's never questioned or anything. Right. But if I come at it with like, oh yeah, I do this thing. I don't really know how you're going to respond and I'm weird about it, then they're weird about it. <laughs> and it's kind of like this cool phenomenon right. of I'm confident about it. I think this is epic. You should think it's epic. And then they're like, yeah, I do. And it's just like, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. like borderline manipulation, but it you works. vibe. <laughs> yeah, I no, it. I think it's I think it's I think it's I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's great. So yeah, everything that you said, I feel like I should be paying you for your time. That was amazing amazing advice (laughs) no (laughs) it's fine people other people pay me (laughs) perfect other people should be paying you You obviously know what you're talking about and we'll be helping so many people (laughs) I can tell from just our conversation kind of want to I appreciate that that's amazing to wrap this up though did you think of any fun crazy or embarrassing which should be now funny sex stories that you'd be willing to share I have, I have one. I have one. This is pretty, this one's pretty fun. Um, I don't really have any sort of embarrassing. I think I'm just not somebody who ever makes things embarrassing. So usually it's just like, I just go with the flow or I call it out. You know, I'm that person that will like call out the awkward so that it's just funny and not awkward. But I do have like a pretty fun one. I mean, I guess it's kind of fun. It's not even really that fun, but I, and I'll probably think of one later that's more fun. Um, But I remember being, I have, I'd never done a one night stand. I was about, I was, I just turned 20 and I hadn't done like a one night stand. I never just slept with anybody because I have basically been like a serial monogamous since like middle school. And I was sexually active since like, I think 15 or 16, something like that. So I would always just been with the same person or obviously like boyfriends, people that I'm committed to. And I always thought it'd be really cool to have a one night stand, but I was like, I still have to know somebody like I still have to kind of know them, you know, because I wasn't confident enough in myself to just like find somebody and be like, you're hot. Let's fuck. So I was in class with this one guy and the institute that I went to in L.A., we were all in the same class for like, I think, just a full semester. And we did all these different classes together, but it was always the same group. And I always thought he was pretty hot. But like we always had this weird like it's kind of sounds weird because we used to say that it's like more of like a brotherly sisterly vibe, but clearly not because we had sex. So I always thought he was just like, cool, but I never thought he'd be into me. I was always that girl. Like I think somebody was hot and 
be like, they'd never be into me. And then come to find out they were actually into me. And it was my 20th birthday and I got super drunk and I passed out before midnight on the couch in my, my cousin's arms, actually, because he came to visit during this birthday. And one of my friends threw it for me on his rooftop. And I got super wasted and like passed out before midnight. And then I woke up because I was horny. <laughs> and um, I like sexted, <laughs> sexted this guy from my class. And I was like, hey, come pick me up. <laughs> Just like super bold and really wasted. And um, he was like, cool, be there in 10. So he literally came to pick me up. I hopped in. I don't, here's the thing. It's funny because I kind of don't even remember it, but I do. I like snuck out. I didn't even have shoes on. I didn't like my phone, like my phone was about to die. Um, I snuck out, like got in his car. He drove me to his place. I, I'm just plastered. We have like this like very like super sexy movie-esque type of like makeout session all the way from like the garage into the elevator all the way through his hallway to his door, you know, like underwear is coming off under my skirt, like in the hallway, just <laughs> drunk mess. And we get into his apartment and we start going at it. And I'm like, yes, like it's my birthday. I'm about to have birthday sex. It's like, we're finally going to do it. And he literally starts like jackhammering me and it is the, I'm telling you Ellie it is the worst sex I've ever had in my life it's the worst sex I've ever had in my life again I'm only 20 at this time but still at that time I was like I've had really good sex up until now and I was so ready I was so ready and so I was like oh my god I'm about to get it and it was terrible. It was so terrible. I pretended to get off. I did. He was just like, he came. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, me too. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Um, Terrible. Also, ladies, we should not be we should not be faking our orgasms. Okay, it's 2021. Um, but 20 year old Brie was like, whatever, like, it's fine. So I was just now at this point, and I needed to puke. And I also was tired and like, super dissatisfied and discouraged. And so I was like, Oh, yeah, that was great. Thanks. So I like go to the bathroom. And I'm just like, super sad. And like, I finish myself off. And then I come out. And because I still needed to get my nut. So I came out. And then um, I like laid down in bed. And he was like, I was like, um, are you going to drive me back now? And he was like, no, like, I thought you could like stay the night. And I was like, oh, okay. He wanted to, he wanted, he thought it was really great. And he wanted to cuddle. And I was like, we're not cuddling, buddy. Um, and then I was like, but I do need to be back at this apartment at whatever time. And he was just like, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, set an alarm and I'll take you. And like, it just made, it was just the worst. I was so sad about it. But I thought it was also really funny. And my, my phone died and people, they were, people were looking for me. Like I, all my friends were like texting me. My cousin was freaking out. They thought, you know, something happened to me because I wasn't responding to them. And then I got yelled at, like he drove me back. I got out of the car with like no shoes on and like clearly, you know, fuck hair. And they were like, I, and then I got scolded. I got scolded the day after my 20th birthday because I just wanted to go get birthday sex because um, I was not being a responsible drunk 20 year old as they are. And um, it was just, it was so not worth it. Here's the thing. If it was a good lay, the punishment, like the getting yelled at, the getting, getting scolded, all of that would have been worth it. But this one just was not. And, you know, I don't know. That's just, that was my story. I Kind of anticlimactic, but no, there was that. No, I love it. I love it because I feel like that is so relatable. As unfortunate as it is, <laughs> those types of things are always so bad. Like, I 
I used to do them all the time because every single time I was going to hook up, I was like, it won't be bad like the last time. Like, it's going to be better. I bet this one's better. (laughs) Random dudes are terrible at sex. Like, just random people are just bad, (laughs) and it's not fun, and it's so consistent. That story is so, so disappointingly consistent with my experience, (laughs) and I think that's what makes it so great, honestly. Right. We need to do better. You know, we really do need to do better, and and I think the female orgasm needs to be a priority, right? Like, it just really does. Like, screw the quick, like, rub and come. Like, we can't have that anymore. Like, we have to take, we have to, like, our orgasms need to be priority. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. No, I agree. And I've, be- I became a lot more picky. And so now, now when I do just hook up with people, I've usually been picky enough in my selection process that it's pretty good. But there was a stretch That's of amazing. time, there was a stretch of time, just like random people that I would meet at bars or whatever. It was almost always bad, man. Like I was oh, terrible. God. I don't know. I, I like to credit myself and thinking that I've gotten better at who I'm selecting and I can just like I have a sense right. for who's gonna be better in bed but I don't know maybe maybe I've just gotten lucky over the past like two years but man before that I just had a really bad streak for a while oh gosh and it's t- it just it makes you like it's just so disheartening because you're like I look at you and I see you feel like you're gonna be really great at this but my sex dar is not good like you have really good sex dar like yep definitely then it's I would give yourself all the fucking credit for that you just know how to pick them good for you well I didn't I didn't for a long time and mm, I maybe I've just I've just gotten gotten lucky recently I don't know but yes, female orgasm needs to needs to be more prioritized and happen regularly. But I will yeah. say that sometimes, sometimes I can get annoyed by how persistent a guy can be. Like if I know that I'm not going to get off with this person because it's too new and I'm not comfortable enough, I don't want them to pr- like overly mm. pressure me. And that's something that I do right. speak out about a lot just because I've noticed, at least in my age group, guys can become so obsessed with the fact like, oh, I have to get the girl off to the point where they overdo it. There's almost like an overcorrection happening sometimes, not always. And I don't want to make it sound like don't try if you're a guy to get the girl. Like, I don't want to don't want to say that. But at the same time, like if I say, hey, I'm not going to get off at this time, like I don't want more, more and more pressure throughout the night. like. I don't right yeah this is not about your ego this is about my pleasure Mm -hmm. and like our pleasure together if that's what we decide so respect it ultimately respect and consent because that's that's the key oh that was a good way to put it so I love that you I love that you bring that up I love that you bring that up to be honest that's a really great I was rambling and then you put it in like a nice little word package so (laughs) that works we wrapped it with like a nice little wrapping (laughs) you did all the hard work and then I was just like oh here's the here's the bow (laughs) funny how that happens thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me I had I this conversation went places I had no idea it was gonna go but I liked it all I appreciate you having me as well thank you so much I'm excited to obviously keep following you and, and stay subscribed to your podcast and just um 
keep hearing your stories and and all the information that you share with the Sugar Pussy Podcast. So thank thank you so much for having me. So shout out your podcast and any information, any place people can find you, can take advantage of your knowledge, all of that stuff. Awesome. Okay, so um, the podcast, you can actually find me on Instagram at Brianna Andrina, um, on Facebook at Brianna Andrina, Twitter Brianna Andrina, and I do have a TikTok, but that's just for fun stuff. And I will say right now, the podcast is actually going through a bit of a pivot and revamp. So it is called So Bree Says, um, but if you cannot find it at So Bree Says, then it will be under Sexy Soulful Confidence. I'll say that the So Bree Says is more of like the past life of the podcast. Same content, same concept, just different branding and a different name. So either So Bree Says or Sexy Soulful Confidence. Awesome. And all of those will be in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much to Brie for doing this with me on this podcast. You guys, here's my spiel. Definitely go check out her Instagram. It is at Brianna Andrina. That is B-R-I-A-N-N-A-E-N-D-R-I-N-A. Don't, do not, absolutely do not forget to check out her podcast. She is so knowledgeable and so amazing. If you like this podcast, you're going to like her podcast. Let's be real here. And don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram if you haven't already at SugarPussPod and follow me at Ellie Sugar Ray. And also, you guys, don't feel afraid to DM me. Ask me questions or let's just chat. Let's talk about life experiences, sugar experiences, whatever you guys want. I am always there for a chat. Or if you guys have questions, recommendations, anything for this podcast, let me know. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.